every now and then we'll do time tracking and we'll see like, how are we really spending our hours? How much time are we actually working? And when we are working, what are we spending our time on? And that can be a really, really helpful way to just keep yourself accountable, honestly. Because the conversation is around the tasks that you're doing, the different ways you're spending time in your business. So if you know, you know, every day I sit at my computer for five hours, how are you spending that time? What are you doing? And something that we talk about in the mentorship is different types of tasks, revenue generating tasks, indirectly revenue generating tasks. And then there are some things that are kind of just busy work. And I feel like that's really what this conversation is centering around is are we maybe gravitating towards uh, busy work sometimes? Welcome to Making Website Magic, where we empower women to step boldly into their web design businesses, follow their intuition, and claim the success they're worthy of. I'm Sam Munoz. And I'm Karen Page. We're the tech wizards behind Sam Munoz Consulting and the Making Website Magic School of Business. We're two women here to talk about what it actually takes to run a web design business that's aligned with your vision. Spoiler alert, it probably isn't what you think it is. Ready to hear about everything from refining your business vision, networking with intention, and creating a magical client experience? Let's do it. Well, hello there, Karen. Hey, Sam. How's it going? It's going well. I am spending my day working, which is so fitting for today's episode. And how are you doing over there? I'm doing great. I'm also spending my day working. Yeah, I woke up this morning and it was snowing and it was a total shock to me. And I was like, huh, all right, noted. And now here we are and I'm all cozied up recording this podcast with you. So there, I love to like set the scene, right? Peel back the curtain. What's it looking like over there in the places that people are recording the podcast? I think that's super fun. Yeah. You mean it's not officially hot girl summer yet? What? Oh, okay. Better costume change. At least here in America, it is not. Thank you. Yeah. Global perspective. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So speaking of our day and what we're doing today, Today's episode is how are you spending your workday as a web designer? That's the more polite title that we had planned because you know what? What we also want to ask you is what are you even doing all day? And that's a more provocative title, right? But this is going to be a good conversation, a little heart to heart, a little like big sister chat about like, how are you spending your day? Is it helping you achieve your goals? And I think it's going to be fun. We're going to have some like strategy and mindset and all that stuff, but we have like a kind of loose outline to keep this super conversational around this topic of like, what are you doing during your workday? And is that really helping you meet the goals that you have for your business? Right. Okay. So this makes me think of when you're maybe feeling frustrated because you have a goal and you're like, but I'm not getting there. Then it's like, okay, well, what are you doing all day? And maybe we can reverse engineer this and see where there's any like breakdowns or gaps. Exactly. Almost like an audit, like an audit of your day. You know, every now and then we'll do time tracking and we'll see like, how are we really spending our hours? How much time are we actually working? And when we are working, what are we spending our time on? And that can be a really, really helpful way to just keep yourself accountable, honestly. Because the conversation is around the tasks that you're doing, the different ways you're spending time in your business. So if you know, you know, every day I sit at my computer for five hours, how are you spending that time? What are you doing? And something that we talk about in the mentorship is different types of tasks, 
revenue generating tasks, indirectly revenue generating tasks. And then there are some things that are kind of just busy work. And I feel like that's really what this conversation is centering around is are we maybe gravitating towards uh, busy work sometimes? Yeah, right. So, okay, first of all, it's like being able to identify, maybe categorize what type of tasks fit into which area and then asking the question of like, why do some of those tasks feel more desirable or tempting than others? Absolutely. So let's take a minute then to kind of break down what we mean by like revenue generating, indirectly revenue generating and like busy work. And I think that the best way to do this is through examples. Revenue generating tasks are honestly things that are going to help bring money into your business, right? So this might be like getting on a discovery call, sending out a proposal, inviting a past client to a retainer opportunity, right? Those are going to bring money into your business. And when we think about prioritizing tasks, I love prioritizing revenue generating tasks because just a reminder, we are running businesses. So that's revenue generating task. All right. So this is really funny because Karen and I just kind of pressed pause on the podcast before we moved over to identifying indirect revenue generating tasks and busy work and kind of like, okay, which one fits into which bucket? And what we're discovering is that there really is a fine line between the two, which is why we might find ourselves gravitating towards busy work because we think it's the thing that's going to help us make money in the future. And so I think let's have like, let's just take the conversation we were just having and pull it right into the podcast. Okay, great. So the first thing that came to mind for me with like an indirect task is maybe something that's a, like a little bit more administrative, right? Setting up your Dubsado or your HoneyBook so that like all your contracts and stuff are in there. So when you do have a client, you can just boom, send them the thing and you're, you're ready to go. Definitely. But then that could easily kind of transform into busy work if what we're doing is like spending time tinkering those things and like, oh, wait, I didn't write that exactly the way that I wanted to, or I want to like make this header pink instead of like this other pink. And then we're spending like hours and hours perfecting something versus creating something and then going out and doing the revenue generating task that's going to actually allow you to make use of the thing that you just created. So that, I think that that's kind of where busy work comes in is where it's like, there is no clear objective. And because of that, it like sucks up all the time. Because it's just like, you can just like tweak and tweak and tweak like your website, just like, maybe I'll use this font instead of this font. And like, yeah, let me spend like five hours, like choosing between these two pink colors. I think we talked about that in the coming soon page episode. And then all of a sudden time is gone. And did we do anything today? I don't know. Yeah. Or like another example of like, how do I decide if something is indirect versus money making is like sending a networking call invitation, right? So maybe you're inviting like a brand photographer to get on a call with you, right? Like that in essence kind of feels direct, but that brand photographer might not be your client. So that's what makes it indirect, right? Like, yes, you could be making this great connection that could lead to like your referral network and cultivating your network for the future, but it's not as direct as sending an invitation to talk to someone who could pay you money. Totally. And then if we're like, again, swinging on like the busy work end of that thing, it's like maybe instead of actually reaching out to that person to make a networking call, you're spending two hours making a list of 500 people that you could reach out to when what you really could be doing is making a list of five people and reaching out to those five people. And I think what is kind of, you know, with all of those examples and stuff is 
The thing about the busy work is that it is the stuff that is safe and private and doesn't involve you taking like an actual action step. Because even the indirect stuff, like those tasks are so important because they're planting seeds for the future. But sitting in my office and making a list of people I want to reach out to and then never planning to do that or making a content calendar for myself of all this content that I can create and like spending 10 hours making it and never really taking action to book a discovery call with someone or go out and say, hey, I'm a web designer. You know what I mean? Like that stuff is safe and comfortable. And the truth is the reason it's safe is because we can't be rejected. We No one can tell us no when we do those kinds of things. And I think we need to spend some time talking about that. Mm, yeah. This feeling of safety. Like when I do this, I feel safe. So let's keep doing that. When I do this, I don't feel safe because there's a potential for rejection. Absolutely. It's making me think of episode 10, the value of vulnerability as a web designer, because so much of what we do is putting ourselves out there, right? Getting feedback from a client, making an invitation for a discovery call, making an invitation to network with someone. And there is a possibility with those kinds of tasks, sending a proposal that we can get a no, we can have someone reject us, we can have, you know, that that sting of like, I tried something and it didn't work. But the truth is that you can try something and it might not work, but you could try something and it could work. But if you never try anything, then it's definitely never going to work. Does that make sense? It's just, it's just math. <laughs> okay, so this idea of like safety and protecting yourself from being rejected from something that's really direct, it really does often make me think about like content creation and working on our own digital universes and this idea of like the perfectionism. And we've, this is a theme on our show. It's a theme on our show because it's a theme with the women that we talk to. And so I, I just want to kind of hold space for that and really continue the conversation that we've had previously around things like marketing and social media and going in these directions where we're like, we really genuinely believe that these are money generating tasks. And you get to a point where you're like, well, maybe it didn't generate money for me today, but if I keep doing it, it will come eventually. And that I'm just like exhaling on this because I'm like speaking from personal experience here, ladies, where it's not, might not pan out the way you think it's going to pan out. Yeah. And to like be really specific, something like an email list, for example, where we hear a lot like grow an email list, grow an email list to make money. And we've talked about this on previous episodes of the podcast, like that type of model may not work well for web designers, A, because it is a long game. B, because the people that are opting in for email lists are often not people that are looking for someone to hire. They're looking for DIY, teach me how to do the thing. And because of that, if let's say you've invested like $1,000 in a course to learn how to build an email list, you're probably going to want to spend some time there building the email list, right? And because of that, you are not booking clients. You're not doing things that are directly generating money for you. So you kind of go in this like spiral of frustration. Let me keep trying to do this. I must be doing something wrong. I must have to tweak the funnel. Maybe I need to put some paid ads towards this. And then it is that like spiraling. And the the thing about this whole conversation that we're having today is 
you don't feel good at the end of a, a day filled with that kind of work. Maybe you think, I put in my five hours of work today, but there might not be like a booked project to show for it or like a new client on your discovery call calendar. And those are, this is making me think of like, what are the numbers that matter? <laughs> we have like a spreadsheet in the mentorship where we call it numbers that matter because it's like, what are the parts of your business that are actually important to like track and keep up on and spend your time and energy on? And that is so connected to the revenue generating tasks, right? Because if we're tracking things like social likes and stuff like that, that's great. But what is it looking like in your bank account? And how are those things like translating? And how is your time invested in your business connected to how much money you're making in your business and how many clients you're booking and all of those things that are really, those are like the key performance indicators of a successful web design and development business. Yeah. I want to also think about like, I'm hearkening back to the episode that we did about the seasons of your business, right? And I'm thinking about Gosh, I just I I just want to say this thing because it's like it's, this is a personal example. Okay, when I first started my business, first of all, I, I listened to really poor business advice about what I should be doing. I wish what I had heard was okay. You, you want to have a web design business? Great, create something, some just something to show, and then go out and start talking pe to people and tell them that you can build them something that they need or you can design something that they need. Boom. That's it. That's all you got to do, right? But what I ended up doing was spiraling down, creating blog posts, and then scheduling them on Tailwind so that they could be found on Pinterest. And then using stock photography to create social posts with like quotes and like celebrating, you know, International Donut Day and like crap like that, right? And I, I would literally sit and be like, I feel like I did something today because I batched out 30 days worth of Instagram posts and captions today, right? Like that felt really valid. And I was like, you know what? I was told that I just got to keep creating this content for 90 days, go on to, what is it? Ask the public, ask the people and mm -hmm. find like questions to create blog posts about and like all of this stuff. And that felt so much safer than just introducing myself to anyone in real life or on the internet and being like, this is what I do. Can I talk to you about this? Can I, you know, just let you know I'm here, blah, 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 right? And so shared that story, but I don't think what I shared recently is like what ended up happening was that carried over into like my business because then I had to research what's the best payment gateway to receive automated payments for my email list offer, which was let me like maintain your site stranger whom I've never met that I'm assuming you're, I'm going to win you over from the thing that I scheduled on Pinterest, right? Mm -hmm. So it was this other thing of like, well, I think I'm doing work because I'm setting up my business foundations. I need to know if Stripe is better than Wave or like, you know, PayPal and like, how can I integrate that and blah, 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 blah. And these all felt like very rational decisions I was making in my business. And then- Nowhere in there was I like booking clients or anything like that. I was like preparing, 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 you know, like if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, blah, 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 mm. blah. But here's the thing. Here is the thing. Have you ever looked at anyone else's business? Do you know how there's this fine line between busy work and just doing the thing? The money could be right there and someone's like, I'm trying to pay you. And then you could be like, okay, let me figure out the best way to like collect yes. this payment. 
Yes. Oh. Right? Yeah. So that was a very long-winded thing, but I, I just felt like I needed to say the thing that needed to be said because it is okay to let go of some of these things of perfection. Like I need to have this solid foundation ready. So when someone picks me, boom, all systems go. It is okay to build figure the plane that while out you as you it. go. Yeah, build the plane while you fly it, figure it out while you go. And also I didn't have anybody to talk to about this. I had no one to bounce these ideas off of. Mm-hmm. I didn't have anyone to be like, hey, um, what's the simplest way to just like get paid? Yeah. Right? So I could have saved myself so much time and frustration if I'd been in community and just felt safe to like ask questions instead of feeling like I needed to figure it all out on my own. Totally. Thank you for sharing all of that. I think that the listeners can probably relate to that, even if it's not now and it was before, or if it, if they're in a season of business right now where they're like, yep, I'm doing all of those things. And no, I don't have a booked client on my roster. And I would like that. And I think that this is a, an important thing that you mentioned here about the community and also like the unawareness maybe of what to do. And we talked about this in that episode on the seasons of business where like, the way that Karen and I coach, the way that we approach the podcast, everything is not ever about what you should do. It is here are some options. Choose the one that feels the best for you. Here are things that have worked. They're tried and true. Also, there's other options out there too. You get to decide, but here's some things that you could try. And all of the things that we share that you could try are things designed for this kind of business because that's like the overarching theme is just an awareness of like, what you're trying to do. That's why having like a goal, like a whether it be like financial goal, et cetera, like having that and then also understanding how to like how to get there, you know, the that reverse engineering thing. So you you might be listening to this saying, like, that sounds great, but I actually don't know what the tasks are <laughs> that I should be spending time on. That's what we were saying in the beginning about those revenue generating tasks. The things like sending proposals, booking discovery calls going to networking events, telling people that you're a web designer, going and meeting new potential clients, like those actions. I refer to Atomic Habits a lot, that book. I think it's a great book. And and something in there is like, that. those are the things that we can control and all the other things are just outcomes. And so if we're stacking the deck in our favor with all of those like revenue generating things, the revenue will come. But if we're stacking the deck in our favor of like, more email subscribers for a business model that doesn't even align with what we're trying to do, then we're not really aligning the arrow in the direction of our goals. We're like aligning our arrow in like the opposite direction or a parallel one or something. So I think that's important too, is like you might not actually know what to spend your time on. And so that's where things like the mentorship or like the podcast come in to say, hey, oh, by the way, you actually can make this so freaking simple and you could just go out and talk to people. One of my favorite questions to ask inside the mentorship is like when we have these conversations about like the coulds, right? The things you could be doing. My favorite question to ask is, did anybody know that this was an option? You do ask that. I love that. (laughs) Because we don't want to operate off of assumptions that everybody just knows this information, right? And so it's a delight because it's almost like my spidey sense goes off. I'm like, oh, Sam just said something. Sam just dropped a dope idea. Let me ask, did anybody know that you could do that? Because the responses are often like, yeah, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know that I could do that. I didn't know that was an option. Right, right. 
You know, I just want to, for some reason, this is just coming up for me right now. I just want to thank everyone for listening to this podcast and putting your, I guess, your trust and your, in, in what Karen and I are saying, because we designed this podcast not for any business owner. We designed this podcast for women, web designers, and developers. And, you know, other people fit into that category, brand designers, copywriters, et cetera, people that kind of focus on the website and branding stuff for a very specific reason, because the things that we're sharing really are specific to this type of business model. And that's why we feel very compelled to say, hey, just as a reminder, like you don't have to do this stuff because it's not really connected to what you're doing. Like you don't have to go sell a t-shirt that has your logo on it because that doesn't really connect to selling websites or selling brands or writing someone's copy, like those things don't align. And so I think that I'm really excited that we have this podcast as like a place to remind people that like, hey, you're running a very specific type of business and there's like specific things that you could do. Again, like there might be five choices, but you get to decide what those things are. But like one of those choices doesn't have to be the thing that everybody else is doing in a business model that's totally different than yours. So in the spirit of what are you doing all day and how are you spending your workday as a web designer, I hope that this episode really, again, kind of serves as an audit of like, hmm, let me take a pause. Like, how am I spending my day? And are those things, like, are all of those little actions moving me in the direction that I want to go? Are they moving me further away? Are they just like distracting me? Where are the arrows of those individual tasks lining up? I'm an engineer, so like, this is how my brain works. And if I added up all of those arrows, if I added up all of those vectors, are we moving in the right direction or are we moving away from our goals and dreams? Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to do a straight up like Avengers after the credits, like secret scene type thing right now and add this. Did you know that you can work less hours in a day than you think? Because if you focused on more direct money-making tasks, you could probably work like three to four hours a day tops. And are you okay with that? That is a great credits ending. And I also want to say that is making me think we need an episode around that. So, ha ha ha. There's always a sequel. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Boom. Hey there, listener. If you enjoyed the conversation Sam and I had today, we invite you to join the Making Website Magic community and continue the conversation with us. We created this space for web designers and developers who want to dig deeper into their businesses with other like-minded people in a way that's encouraging, safe, and brave. Inside the Making Website Magic community, you'll get access to exclusive content like secret podcast episodes, invitations to live virtual events hosted by Sam and I, and opportunities to ask questions and network with potential project collaborators. And it's free. Are you interested? Head on over to makingwebsitemagic.com slash community to get started. See you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Making Website Magic podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. This helps more women just like you find the show. Want to dig deeper into these conversations with us? Head over to the free Tech with Intention community at makingwebsitemagic.com slash community. Remember, you are more capable than you realize. Until next time, go make some website magic.